This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Hello, my badass friends, and welcome to the Badass Ladies Club. My name's Laurie, and I'm here with Jessica. Hey, guys. And we're excited to bring you an episode today about ego, which there is so much to discuss on this idea of ego. Um, but before we get started on that, Jessica is going to talk to us about our badass of the week. Yes. Our badass of the week is Allison Ellsworth, which is so cool because Allison and I actually went to college together. Um, we weren't like the best of friends or anything, but she was always extremely sweet to me. She's a very nice girl. Allison went on to be a fucking badass and owns a company called Poppy. P-O-P-P-I, and it is like a gut health drink. Gut health is like all the rage all of a sudden. Yes. So um, I don't know the full story of Allison's story, but that's why we want her on the podcast. Allison, if you're listening, I'm reaching out to you. Um, From what I gather, from what I have read and gathered over the years of watching her journey is that she was having stomach issues. And so she started playing with her own concoctions of apple cider vinegar. Um, but that all tasted awful. She was like, this shit's for the worst ever. Yeah. Like I'm not doing this. So, um, she had a company called mother beverage. I believe they sold, she and her husband sold mother beverage. Now they have poppy, which is at stores all across the nation. Even some celebrities have been posing with their little poppy drinks on their Instagram feeds. There's an Instagram filter for poppy. Um, Anyway, but they're like yummy, fruity flavors. And um, they're like carbonated, healthy beverages. That you want to drink instead of like, I have to drink it. Yes. Um, And anyway, she's absolutely beautiful. She's a mom. Um local right here in dfw so allison we want to know all about your badass feminine entrepreneurship being a mom being a boss lady and your journey with gut health and how you got poppy going so we want badass box is uh, yours to be had and get on this podcast lady we want to hear all about it Mm -hmm. um so let's talk about ego no this is going to be a fun one ego like it's so funny because as soon as we brought it up as a topic, I immediately was just like, oh, it gives you that weird feeling all of a sudden. Because that was such an I love Lucy moment and your red lipstick. Was hey, really I mean, it was totally unconscious, but I love it. <laughs> I'm channeling Lucy. Um, so, yeah, ego on the good side and ego on the bad side, because there's a healthy balance of ego. There's a reason why we have one. OK, right. like it exists for a reason, clearly. Um, so. What we really want to get down to with the episode today is like what is healthy ego behaviors and actions versus unhealthy, you know, and because I feel like ego is like everything else, like you can use it for good or you could use it for evil, you know, and sometimes you don't even realize you're using it for evil until it's happening right in front of you. Um, 
And I know that a lot of times, especially in the line of work that we're in, you know, like when you're in the beauty business and your job is image and look and people looking good and you looking good, you know, like that there is a certain amount of ego that goes into being in the beauty business, you know, and that a lot of times um, it's kind of like a tightrope between us projecting a brand or an image of beauty and wellness and um, looking the part versus being uh, egotistical or, you know, like vain and vanity and how that is not really looked on in a positive light sometimes, you know? So, um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about ego. Yeah. You know, my grandpa always used to say there's a fine line between confidence and conceited, Ooh. um, that it, you got to toe that line. And, um, it, it always stuck with me, but he told me that when I was very, very young, um, because I would, because I went to Catholic school and I had to wear uniforms. Right. Um, my parents let me have free reign and creativity of what I wore when I wasn't in school. And I don't want to say like sometimes it would be inappropriate, but it would be things that like a normal 10 year old probably wasn't wearing fishnets under her <laughs> overalls, you know, um, and that I felt so good. And, you know, my parents were worried that like I had an inflated ego. Right. And that my grandpa told them, you know, there's a line between being confident versus conceited. It's and she's confident. <laughs> so funny that you bring that up. I have this memory from childhood about, I was like at the mall. I don't know how old I was. I was maybe like 13, 12 or 13. I wasn't very, I was not old enough to be wearing the dress that I wanted to buy. I can't remember the store it was at, but it was like at one of those little teeny bopper stores, you know, and my dad came, dropped me off at the store so I could shop or whatever. And then he went about the mall. He came back and his 12 or 13 year old was wearing this strapless uh, acid wash denim dress that was like lacy ruffles on the bottom. But the bodice of it had like a drawstring corset on it. So I obviously like cinched that bad boy up, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, I was a curvy 12 year old, you know, like he that sounds fell like Britney over. Spears. Yes. Oh my God. It the was so dress. much like Britney's denim dress. It, <laughs> yes. Except that it had, I think it was also a little reminiscent of, um, Kelly on 90210's prom dress. Uh, and so I was in that, you know, like bubble yeah. and I wanted so badly like to be in the, and Madonna was obviously a thing, you know, right. like corsets were what you did. Um, and With I remember the, like, a virgin thing. Totally. Yeah. For a 12 year old. Um, <laughs> and my father was like, take that off right, right now. Like hell. <laughs> you will not, you know? And we had a long conversation about like ego and looks and appearances and what kind of messages these things send, you know, like about who you want your ego and your image to be. Um, and yeah, I just think as a young women and then as not young women, you know, like that having a healthy, balanced ego. I know for me has been so much about how I feel when I look this way, dress this way, you know, like um, that it ha says a lot about the way that I present myself to the world. Um, but I've also noticed that sometimes even things like social media and taking selfies and that kind of thing is a huge ego trap um, to fall in as far as the way that you are versus the perception of who you are on this virtual reality that we're all living in right now. 
that's what filters are for. <laughs> for real. Yeah, and it gives you an inflated ego because you're like, damn, I look good. And then the filter goes off. You're like, just kidding. This is <laughs> So I'm just going to say this, not because I am trying to toot my own like healthy ego or anything. I don't like filters and I don't use them. I use filters all the I time. I can't. It it messes with my head. Like I try not that I haven't tried. Okay. Like I've bought whole filter packages to try and find my filter. You know, like maybe I just haven't found the filter that I resonate with yet. You know, and I'll try, I hate all of them. And I think it's because like, have you seen that meme where, uh, there's like the real picture of Yoda and then the Yoda filter. Yes. <laughs> That's why, because you look or like, like a the Danny Trejo one. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> I just, it's just so weird. It doesn't look like me. But anyway, I, I digress. Let's okay, talk about... Let's get into this. Healthy, balanced egos, yes. okay? So a healthy, balanced ego is good to be resilient in really tough times. Right. Um, or you push through to achieve goals. Or it allows for vulnerability and the self-awareness to confront when you're wrong, like people with a good sense of ego and who they are would do those things. Because if you look at like defining what ego is, it's yourself of self, your, I'm sorry, your sense of self-importance. Right. So if you're brought up against challenging times, then you know that I am worthy. I am able I can get through this, you know, like you believe in yourself and your ability to handle these things that come at you, you know, that comes from a solid, healthy, balanced sense of ego. If your ego is low, you know, and your sense of self is low, then you are faced with those challenges and just not very resilient or feeling like you can overcome that. So one thing I really love about the ego conversation is that it is not that ego is bad. Ego is good, you know, yeah, like ego it can totally kind of has like this negative connotation yes. attached to it that ego is bad and that ego automatically means inflated, conceited, mm. full of themselves when that is not the truth at all. Absolutely not. It takes a little bit of ego to get you places. Ab yes. And that you need to have um, just the the belief of your value and your worth and your contribution to the world and um and the self-esteem, you know, like I, I feel like ego and self-esteem really go hand in hand with your ability to believe that you're capable and able and willing to do that. Um, but I also think that anybody who is someone who is like a visionary or someone who's able to like hold a vision in their head that doesn't exist right now and move closer to that vision and make those kinds of things happen, like that takes ego. You don't find people that, you know, like when NASA was trying to put a man on the moon and that had never happened before, that took a lot of egomaniacs to bring that stuff together and make it happen and shoot somebody in a rocket ship and put them to the moon. Like <laughs> that that's a healthy ego, you know, right. to have that many people who can come together and work together to create something magical and amazing that it, nobody had ever thought was possible. Like, and so that being able to harness the ego and channel it in a way where you create great things is magic and totally not easy, <laughs> you know, like it's, um, so that's part of why ego can be so good. 
But then ego can also be bad. So what are some examples of ego that's not healthy that will really, you know, like take you down the different spiral? Well, some examples we have here are an unbalanced ego leads to arrogance, which is an inherent turn off and limits your ability to work with others. And it creates exhaustion, fear, scarcity, blaming and defensiveness when confronted with challenges. I mean, we've all had to be around the ego maniacal, you know, like I, I love the word egocentric personality mm -hmm. where you just these people are hard to work with. You know, yes. it's it's hard to um, jam creatively or in even personally with people in your life who have a overinflated sense of ego. Um, but besides them just being hard to relate to and work with, it, they are they tend to be very defensive blaming, you know, like that people who always need there to be somebody who who's the fall guy, whose yeah. fault is it, you know, like that that's it's a that big... victim mentality, yes. pulling the victim card, right? you know, um, God, we're going to talk about this till we're blue in the face, that scarcity versus abundance. Yes. Mindset. Um, you better get what's yours before it's gone, you know, yeah. and that there's not enough. So you got to fight for your cut in life. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> our example is creates exhaustion for everyone around you <laughs> for the whole world <laughs> dealing with you. Um, I mean, yeah, we've, we've worked with people before where like just their energy is exhausting. And like this, I, I can't, I can't even, I mean, the beauty business is chock full of egomaniacs. There's no doubt about it. And I'm not even just talking about ones that we've worked with. Like there's so many famous, beauty influencers and icons. I think to be an artist, I think that all artists, whether it's hair, makeup, painting, yeah. music, theater, dancing, I think that all artists are, I mean, secret egocentric. Ego yeah, yeah, totally. But it's, but, but there's a balance. difference though between ego like Frida Kahlo had Right. You know, and ego, like you see um, a YouTube makeup artist who is teaching people bad techniques and having terrible results, but has hundreds of thousands of followers, you know, right. like that those are different kinds of ego. They both have a certain level of success and or money following whatever the case is, but only one of them is iconic. Yeah. You know, and that's. So to your point, like true artists have inflated senses of ego, but they're healthy, balanced ego. But are you using your powers for good or evil? And you know what? Sometimes it, I think in today's culture, it's so, there's such a light shined on this idea that it's not a popularity contest. Like lots of people are popular online and they have the ego to show that, but that the results aren't there because it's an out of balance whack. And I have talked to lots of friends of mine who are makeup artists in the industry where we talk about, you know, like when you do makeup for people's weddings or for special events or in the salon, that's one thing. But then when your makeup career goes a different direction and let's say you go into education or you start doing runway makeup and you get to travel and you, you know, the things that are why you got into the business, you get to start doing that. That is really hard to check your ego all of a sudden, you know, like when you step into that big role and you're like, oh my God, this is what I've worked so hard for, you know, and now I'm doing these things that were just my dreams. 
that people handle that a lot of different ways and that it is a constant reflection of how in check you are with the balanced ego. Can you embrace your dreams, take them and drive them and not let them drive you? Because it's really easy to fall into that space. And there are lots of brilliant people in the beauty business that I don't want to work with anymore because I've worked with them in some of those capacities and it's gross, you know, like they are ego maniacs and it doesn't matter how good it would be for my I career. A couple. Yeah. Like I don't want to do things that are good for my career. If it means I have to work with you. No kidding. I mean, and that may be kind of ego maniac on my part, but I just, it's, it doesn't Lady, feel good. No, like, no, there are hair artists out there. I, oh. I won't call them out. No, there's no reason. But yeah. I'm just saying that I am like, never again. And it's never, ever again. You're mean. Yeah. You're, you know, like. And you're not that important. Like, and you're not that come on, important to treat people cool. like that. So, oh, God. We Let's, hit a nerve. We did hit a nerve, guys. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm all fired up about mean queens in the industry. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'll give you one guess. Anyway, um, <laughs> what, because what well, really comes two. down to, I have two, too. We're talking about the same two people. I know we are. Um, but that it, it doesn't matter who you are or how great you are. Really, all that matters to me is how you treat people and how you treat the team of people that are helping you get to where you are. Like, yes. nobody in the beauty business gets somewhere by themselves Hell on their no. own. Like, there is always mentors and people lifting you up and pushing you to the next level. And there are always teams of people that support you in getting to where you are. And when you, and there are also, you know, if we're speaking to education, live education, or to fashion or runway work, there are models. And there are people you're working on that are a representation of your work. And the way that you treat all of those people, to me, has everything to do with whether or not I want to work with you. I don't care how talented you are, you know, like, and that. that I don't care what TV shows you've been no, on. I don't care about your celebrity client list. Your celebrity like, yeah. client list. I don't care about the other amazing celebrity hairdressers that you could introduce me to. Mm -hmm. I don't want to work with you nope. ever again. And I surprise myself sometimes that I feel that way about it. You know, like I can definitely say there oh are God, times in my career. There were times where I'd be like, screw it, I'll do whatever. Yeah. yeah. So in this balanced ego conversation, how I'm trying to think of a time where maybe I like started to notice that my ego. Well, I'll tell you one thing for sure that has been really obvious to me is since we started the Badass Ladies Club, I noticed how tired I get of like our faces <laughs> like not you know like oh, like man. when we're looking at the social media feeds or you know like we're talking yeah. about uh posting or that kind of thing that i remember early on when i would look at things i'd be like it's just too much of us like we need some other badass people in this club you know to help promote the direction that we're going where it's not all about me and also sometimes it would be like we'd record several episodes in a day and I'd be like, I'm so tired of my own voice. Like I can't even take it anymore that I'm conscious or aware of the trap that could become the me, 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 look at me all the time. It's about me show. And that that is, I think because I've been pushed up against so many other situations in my career where I've fallen victim to the praise or the, you know, oh my gosh, it's so good. Or you're doing so good. Or all. Well, because that feels good. It does feel when good. When people t 
tell you those things. So you're like, I'll do it more. And I want to hear all of those things and I want to absorb it and receive it. But I also want it to be about what this was supposed to be about from the beginning, which was how badass humans are and that community connection and creating the community of people that have each other's backs and that support one another through healing journeys, you know, like, and that if it is all just about posting a good picture, you know, or a video, whatever of us doing, whatever, fill in the blank, that it starts to become, well, how many likes did it get? How many times was it shared? You know, like that part of the transactional thing does inflate an ego to the point that you can really fall down that rabbit hole really easily and think about that as a barometer of how well a project is coming off, you know, like, and that that is not a a space that I want to live in. Mm -hmm. It ain't easy. No. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, If you have any thoughts of things that you've gotten into where ego was like creeping up on you and you were like, "Mm, I need to look out for that. Um, oh God, I'm sure, especially in my performing days of auditioning. Yeah, I can um, see. That stuff gets to you. Um, because when you're in the performance industry, um, sometimes it has nothing to do with your talent Mm. and you could be the most talented person in the room. You're not the right height. You don't have the right face. You don't have the right hair. So you kind of get caught up in this vanity of at least being the prettiest one in the room that, you know, um, and I'm happy to be out of it now because what's gross about it now that wasn't a thing when I was auditioning for things is that now all my friends that are still in those industries, um, I have a friend who casts for her, um, like production projects at her office and they were casting for like a commercial. And she said that she didn't pick And this isn't just like a her thing. This is like an industry-wide thing. They didn't pick the most talented girl that would have done a badass job at the commercial. They picked the girl with the most followers on Instagram because that was free advertising. Isn't that gross? It's so gross. But you read about that. That was on a small scale of like a little commercial for a company I had never even heard of. But you read about... um, Oh my gosh, and now the celebrity names are escaping me. But, you know, Game of Thrones. What's her name? Khaleesi, the oh, actress. Yeah. Emily. Emil, uh, Emil. Oh. Guys. You know who I'm talking about. Yes. Mother of Dragons. The like, Mother of Dragons. That um, there was an actress up against her, you know, and that it... I hope I'm not butchering this. I want to say that this was the story that I read about that um, it it came down to a popularity contest. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously they picked the perfect person. She was a great- She's amazing. Khaleesi, mother of dragons. Um, But that's very normal in the entertainment industry nowadays, is that if you have the followers that that's free advertising for them and they don't have to pay you as much. Yeah, totally. 
I feel that. I also think that that's such an interesting thing because um, it's also kind of true of podcasting. Yes. You know, like, that's what we're learning. We're learning so much about like yeah. subscribers and followers and stars and reviews and all of that, which, you know, I guess is true of being an actress or performing or any type of medium that like that's not why you do it. Like if right. we were doing it to be the number one rated podcast, you know, like we would have dropped out episode three, you know, like that, that's not your, it shouldn't be your motivation for doing something like that. But it is, but really, if you guys ever think that those ratings and reviews don't help, they're everything. To they us, are honestly. everything. Mainly because every time somebody writes a review and it says something wonderful, like it just so validates every yeah. uh, action that we've taken to get there, but that you have to think but about that Apple looks at that. Yes, they do. No doubt about it. And that, in all fronts that what you think you have to do to get the job, get the rating, get the review is sometimes not what people think you should be doing. You know, like in the case where you think that you're the best woman for the job and you show up and you do your audition and you nail it and you're the best person for the role doesn't mean you're getting the role. Hell no. And, you know, it's also true of like dancers. So if they're casting for a ballet, Sometimes just because you dance the part the best or the most beautifully, if you're the wrong height and you're not going to fit in the lineup the right way, the Rockettes, then you're not getting the job, you know, yeah. and that there are some things that are outside of your control um, that that kind of stuff I can see tragically bruising an ego. Absolutely. Because do you know how many like short dancers could probably kick some of those Rockettes ass? Oh my God, yes. And, you know, hop around that stage and do all those kicks. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, all the Rockettes are, of course, amazing. Amazing. I love the Rockettes, but literally that's what it comes down to. If you're not the right height, literally the way God made you isn't good enough. Right. So get out of here. Need not apply. Like, right. Yeah, like, it's totally not an option. So thing. it, yeah, it sucks. It does suck but it is a reality in today's yes. world for sure. So we were looking for like, because ego is such a slippery slope and sometimes you can fall victim to the ego game, even though that's not your intention at all. Mm -hmm. We were looking for signs that your ego is out of control. Yeah. So these are signs that, you know, if this is coming up for you, maybe this is something that we want to look at. <laughs> um, that you feel a rush when you're gossiping or pointing out the flaws of others. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> because that automatically guilty. I'm guilty. <laughs> yes. Like, but that is what I love about this conversation. Right. Nobody is immune. We've all had an ego out of check yes. from time to time. Absolutely. And then if you're, if you get the rush when you're doing that, then that does give you this like inflated self-importance thing where you're like, Oh my God, did you hear what so-and-so did? You know? And then you eat, you push yourself above that a little bit. Yeah. Um, when chances are you recognizing it in the first place means that you've done it. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like a total admission. Of yeah, guilt. totally. Um, you have to win every argument. Dear Lord, do we all know someone Can or have hide behind this couch right now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> guilty. I know. Um, and, you know, I'm not so much of a confrontational person, so I don't have to have the other person know. But in my mind, I always win the argument. Obviously. <laughs> Duh. They don't have to know that no. I win the argument, but I always know. Maybe not out loud. Yeah, but yeah. we all know. <laughs> uh, that you constantly compare yourself to others. That that's a sense that your ego is maybe a little bit out of whack. Because if it wasn't, then you would know that there is no comparing yourself to others. Like that you only compare yourself to who you were yesterday. 
Well, and that's really hard. So hard. Like when you're auditioning for a role and you're the most talented person Absolutely. in the room, yes. but this other girl has 100,000 followers and you have 10,000, which by the way, is still it's amazing. Still a whole lot, yeah. <laughs> well, and it, it's also kind of like goes to that whole idea that like it, anything that's meant for you will come to you. Yeah. You know, like just because it's not your fault you didn't get that role doesn't mean that that was your role. Yeah. You know, like it may have been somebody else's, but Maybe. it still hurts the ego, man. <laughs> um, you feel jealous when other people do well. We have mm. talked about this. Yeah, we have talked about um, this. And talked about how much easier that is for me in recent years than it has been when I was younger, definitely. Yeah. Um, that it hurts you when other people are doing well, especially when they're doing something you wanted to be doing, that that's totally an ego conversation that needs to be had with yourself. And that the more you get into that balanced space of, again, what is coming to me is what's meant for me. Yep. And if it came to her, then good for her, you know, like, and to not just say that, but to actually mean it, mean it, feel it, yes, live it. is a sense of a healthy ego for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you would rather win than do your best. Ooh. Ooh. Why'd we put the stuff on here? Like, I it's know. like a knife through the heart, all of them. <laughs> um, I like to win. I like to win too. But also, I, I feel dirty if I don't do my best. Oh, yeah. So doing my best is more important than winning. But when I was younger, I will say I didn't feel that way. Right. It's definitely a learning curve as you get older. Yeah. Um, signs that your ego are out of control, you're a poor loser. Yeah. I mean, it's hard I mean, to that be a graceful with the, loser. Yeah. You know, that you'd rather win. Totally. Yeah. Because you're, you are a poor loser <laughs> that mm -hmm. you can't handle it. Um, Adelaide. Is she oh a bad loser? <laughs> she's a terrible loser. Like example. I mean, I know she's five, but dear God. Like when was the last time she lost something in, uh... Every day, Laurie. <laughs> Every day. I love it. Um, she, okay. So first of all, if I want her to move quickly, I have to make everything a competition with this child. Mm. So I can't just be like, Hey, Adelaide, get your shoes on. I have to say, Hey, Adelaide, I'll race you to get shoes on. And whoever wins, you know, is the winner, which I know you're all saying, well, then that's your dumbass fault for <laughs> making it a competition, but she won't. Otherwise, I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs, get your shit on, you know, yeah. and like, so if you make it a game, <laughs> she's totally into it. But if she loses, she demands to start over. Oh, and then you're not saving any time at all. Like, no. And so you I'm have not, to let her win. Then I have to lose. <laughs> or um, she just started soccer not too long ago. And so we'll be in the backyard playing soccer or we'll like, you know, set up an imaginary goal, like, okay, these are the posts and blah, blah, blah. And she'd be like, okay, mom, you're on my team. But she doesn't really mean that. She just steals the ball, kicks it into whatever we set up as the goal is. And she'll be like, ha ha, I win. And I'm like, hold on. I thought we were on the same team. What's going on here? Like she just, my little five-year-old baby. She has a healthy sense of ego. Right? <laughs> if that's what you want to call it, that's fine. But Oh my gosh, she's so funny. I love it. I'm like, I'm going to have to work on you, kid, because, you know, and it also doesn't help that she's the only grandchild mm. on both sides. Totally. And that my dad is the worst. And he'll be like, so Adelaide, are you the best dancer in your dance class? 
She'll be like, yeah, of course. I'm like, will you stop that with her? <laughs> like, Obviously, she's always grandpa's favorite right? at all times. I the know. best at everything till I the know. end of time. Amen. Like, <sighs> must be that way. God, yeah. So have you ever noticed like how when you meet people and they're new to you and they like ask you things about yourself and you get to just like talk about yourself for a minute, like how good that feels and how much you like them because they want to know about you? Yeah. So that's one of the things that's listed on here is like your ego might be out of check if you talk about yourself first before asking other people about them. You know, that that it's the uh, be interested, not, not interesting. interesting. Yeah, totally. Thank you for reading my mind. That's what was there. Yep. Um, that how interested are you in other people versus how interesting are you to other people um, that that always speaks so clearly to yeah. me about uh, a self of sense of ego especially when I interact with people where like the whole conversation was about them the whole time, even though I feel like that is part of why I like this process so much is because I like hearing about other people's things mm -hmm. um, that, yeah, that's a real clue to you. If you're constantly talking about yourself all the time and you didn't really learn anything about the people you were interacting with um, that maybe you should look at that. A little yeah. Bit. Love For that. Sure. And the last one is blame others when things don't go your way. Oh, yeah. This one is weird for me because I feel like for like most of my life, maybe to a fault almost, I always just assume that I'm the reason why things didn't work out. Mm. Like if there was always blame to be had, I was quick to be like, okay, what was my part in this? What could I have done better? You know? And so your self-awareness was like the other direction, uh, like not good self-awareness. No, <laughs> like, like even when I didn't really have anything to do with it, like I was still willing to assume responsibility, but it was still all about you, but it was still all about me. And that that also was like a weird ego thing, you know, I can totally relate. I feel like I'm like that too, but that, I also really have a problem with people who need to blame others for everything. Yeah. Like, can't you just take an ounce of responsibility for where you are in whatever situation you're dealing with instead of constantly making it about what other people did or didn't do or have done or like that it is the absolute number one pet peeve of mine and will turn me off of you in a heartbeat if you're someone who cannot assume some responsibility for their space. Agreed, 1,000%. Um, but what's also gross about that, whether people blame themselves or other people, um, is that I'm like, okay, well, it already fucking happened. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Right. Like, are we going to harp on this all day or all week or all fucking for your whole life. Like, is that what we're going to do? Or are you going to do something about it and move on? Like I, I have a really short fuse for people. I think that that's living in the past, the blame game. Totally. You know what I mean? It's living in the past and it doesn't help you move forward to the future. Yeah. So it's just gross. And that's that whole energy thing with that unbalanced ego that I'm like, get out of here. Like I can't even put myself around you well and that um and i think that that kind of like leads into what we were talking about earlier with like when you gossip with people or you're talking smack about other people with like one of your besties that i know that especially with relationships that i've had over long periods of time so like when i would talk to my best friend about things that were bothering me when i was 25 versus when i talk to my best friend about things that are bothering me when i'm 35 that when I was 25, it was so much like, let me tell you what that bitch did. 
you know, like, and it was just like a mash fest where we would just like drag her through the mud, you know, and beat up on her. And it was, it sucked. She sucks. And it, and it felt good to have somebody who would like commiserate with you on that, you know, because those are your ride or dies, you know, like I didn't matter if I know who she is or I like her or not. She's a bitch. If you say she's a bitch, you know, and that, that is a, um, very ego driven relationship dynamic between women and friends, you know, a lot of times. And I'm not trying to say that never happens now in my 40s. Oh, it does, you yeah. know. But when it happens now, I think I let it go faster, you know. And I recognize. And also, if you blame yourself, it's for a very short time. Right. And, and you're like, OK, I can forgive myself and let this go. Yeah. But that that's a that that need to grasp onto that relationship. And then I have more in common with my friend that is also bashing like that. It's like that sick dopamine drip on your brain, you know, where you're like, Oh, this feels good, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but it's like an addiction and to be able to step out of that and even to, you know, spiral back to past episodes on vibration and frequency, like that shit is low vibe behavior yeah, and will not get you to where you want to go. And is a sign of a inflated unhealthy ego on top of it you know like that there's so many pieces of that that the older you get the more you realize that that doesn't really feel good but it's tricky mm -hmm. because your brain tells you it feels good you know yeah. um and learning how to balance that and recognize it and make a different decision or choose a more high vibe you know like way to be I guess what I'm saying is don't beat up on yourselves. Okay. Like <laughs> we all been there. So the point is, right. I was probably there yesterday. Like <laughs> it's cool. Noticing it and being aware of it is the first step to overcoming it and doing yeah. something different. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What else do we have to say about ego? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like it nailed it. I mean, we've pretty much covered it. This is a nailed short episode. Um, that's okay, because not everything requires quite as much We don't have to, you know. You guys don't have to listen to us for an hour every time we go on here. <laughs> like, it's not totally necessary. So, ego. If you have anything to offer on the conversation of ego, what I would love is um, for you to share it with us either in a DM or you can comment on the link for this episode because... The more that I like dove into these signs of an unhealthy ego, I was like, mm, I feel so seen, like, you know, like, and this that is a mirror, right? <laughs> and that it's not like you wake up one day and you're like, I've achieved a healthy ego and now I never have to think about it again. Um, yeah. That it's a daily uh, thing that we're working with. So we want to hear about your struggles with ego, balanced, not balanced. Get on and like, rate, and review this episode, share it with your friends. Have a badass day, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks, badasses.